talk too much is back in your life. I'll take these off. Why? Because I just, no. it felt weird. Here, wear these for a sec. Try it on. Do you hear my voice? Hello. Do you hear yeah. your voice? Yes, I do. Do you What's hear my it? voice? Yes, I do. Okay. See, we don't need them. <laughs> talk too much is back in everybody's life. Episode 15? Episode 15. Yeah, What's it up, is. John? What's up, what up, bro? Okay, chill, man. This is good. Like, hey. Ah. My friend, Daniel Bogatz from high school, from college. Uh, I've been through it all with him. I rushed you. He did. He yeah. did. He <laughs> said no to me, but with good reason. Um, found a great home. I told uh, him we could still be friends. Though. Yeah. It was... And yeah, he kind of gave me one of those looks, but <laughs> it was still good. Uh, but Daniel here is also why I wanted you on is because out of everybody I know, you're so in tune with yourself and your passion and you emphasize uh, working on your passion in life. Right now. Would you like to introduce yourself, please, and tell them please about graf us. Graffiti Park as well? Don't let him introduce you. Introduce yourself, yeah. please. Okay. <laughs> okay, go on. My name is Daniel Bolgatz. Um, I am the co-founder, um, president, and CEO of Graffiti Park. Mm -hmm. uh, and I co-founded this idea with um, my best friend and uh, fraternity big bro of all things, Ooh. Daniel Maloney. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and so... Speak into this, please. Go ahead. Heavier. No, you're good. Louder, better. You're, you're good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we started the uh, this idea, this overarching goal to create a an art cultivation um, center, if you will, in downtown Las Vegas. So uh, we want to curate everything that comes fine art out of Las Vegas. So that includes everything from uh, sculptures, murals, graffiti, uh, live music, live dance, food trucks, um, eventually bars and stuff. You do live music stuff. at Graffiti Park? Eventually, yeah. If you're going to okay. do that eventually... Sorry to really interrupt you. No Would worries. you ever consider live podcasting? Sure. Ooh. It's still an art form. So True. like my, my thought in it was like that. The, all, all of the ideas stemmed from Nevada cut out all, like most of its funding for fine arts programs in Nevada. And so Danny and I were both born and raised here in Vegas. We literally came through the public school sector. Um, and oh, so that right. was a huge, yeah, like a huge, huge thing. So my younger brother, he's 12. He's finally starting to get into art. And like literally has now like not a single outlet, not a single place that he can really start, especially kind of given COVID and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was it was kind of an idea that started four years ago, and it's kind of come to fruition in a couple of different facets. Um, so that was kind of overarching idea what we want to do eventually create a space in downtown Las Vegas um, and so to kind of put um, Footstep in front of footstep and kind of start um, one step at a time We've recently started going into elementary schools and painting out elementary schools uh, while they're all empty getting kids excited to come back to school following COVID yeah. um, Just because it was it's like okay You have this massive massive dream and you want to start all of these things where you know Anyone can come in and create on any given day you talked about having like a friend doing a customization you know for, for shoes, shoes yeah, yeah. I literally want to have a customization shop in there with artists literally working so you could bring them vans t-shirts motorcycle helmets like you name it anything that you want customized you would bring there and they'd have artists literally there commissioning a mountain through um, there's other facets we want to go into where you know we have artist residency programs and we have you know we focus on specific artists that really would never get the opportunity otherwise um, we're currently building out graffitipark.org where we will create kind of like a portfolio for every single artist that comes through so, so you're pay. actually helping other people too yeah the whole the whole premise of this is that everybody's an artist not everybody has the opportunity or the ability to start and that, and that's your message basically saying that ev everybody's an artist on the inside exactly and you said you said you said man, you, <laughs> you said you mentioned thoughts there brother. <laughs> you said you uh, you started this four years ago four years yeah and then uh, when did you actually like were you actively doing it um 
We had literally nothing, no. So um, the, it really started to come to fruition start of 2020, I would so say. So this year with the pandemic? Literally, then, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I was working like crazy and um, realistically, like we were just like, okay, how do we do this? We had all of these, my brother-in-law owns a tattoo parlor here in town. Like we are so turn, tuned in with all of these artists and all of them are so discombobulated and doing all of their own things. So it's like, how do you centrify them to accomplish a goal? Like Graffiti Park, we we aim for collaboration over competition mm -hmm. and so everything that we do is literally working sector with other people um, so kind of along those lines it was like how do we start something like this we were literally in talks with life is beautiful to be um, at life is beautiful as a curation um, uh, as an experience curator is what it's yeah. called yeah life is beautiful like is a big event for, um, that would have been huge from downtown yeah. like that's that's their message right yeah um, which is art and I mean given there's a whole bunch of music Bro, life it's a is huge beautiful is about Taking ecstasy and enjoying good Yeah, I mean that's that once you get to the, <laughs> large, the larger stream of things, yes. But I mean, your vision is similar. Your Very much. So. Till life is beautiful. That would have been crazy. So, what would you have done, like at, at life is beautiful, like rent out one of those spots and have artists come and paint? So that whole first floor of the El Cortez, El Cortez is a hotel yeah. down there downtown. Um, they have a giant. It's like seven floors, and they always close it off. And usually for life is beautiful, I'd been there like the last five years. And as I'm walking through some of these festivals, like they put like red lights in them and fog machines, and they're literally just empty space that uses for people to walk through. Mm -hmm. And so the the premise, what we had gotten life is beautiful on, and what we were going to do is start up 2020. At Life is Beautiful before we kind of got cut off at the knees mm -hmm. um, was we were going to curate something throughout the entire first floor and it would all be Las Vegas artists so that you know you would really see a That's local community that. presence yeah um, they so, would say yes to that I don't know why they would say yeah. no because so the crazy thing is is you want to talk about pitch and dreams and like where this idea comes from we literally hadn't had a single project we had nothing to our name other than a cool logo and like a, a business plan essentially mm -hmm. and you know I'm annoying as shit when it comes to you know I, I've got one person's number and then I hit you, her you up until she was like okay go and meet my boss yeah I <laughs> if anything like I I'm so much on the power of no like the worst thing anyone power in this world no. say that no. explain that like the worst thing that anybody could ever tell me in life is no. Is no. It's yeah, no. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you mean by that? What is the power of knowing? Why do you say that? Because um, if you always start with, like, just for example, right? We go to Life is Beautiful. I was like, listen, I want to do all this stuff, and I want to curate live art. Like, so while the festival is going on, I want people to be drawing. And they were like, well, absolutely not, no. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, let's start with no. So we started with the answer, no. It's like, okay, you well, said this how to them? Huh? You said this to them? Internally, yeah. you know? It's like, okay, so we have no. So what is feasible? So the, like, the live part of it not possible, so we'll do it a week before. And they're like, okay, let's start to work towards that. And so once you start with no, or once like, you know, you're not afraid of no, it's like everything just kind of formulates through because it's like, okay, so it's a no for this reason, so let's solve that reason, and then why is it a no? And then why is it a no? And then why is it a no? I feel, like, it a I feel like that kind of opened my mind. I feel like I place too much importance as a weakness of mine on the emphasis of no. Like I get very, I told you at your house, like, and I've told you this plenty of times, I get anxiety when it comes to talking to girls now it's not because I'm like, maybe it's because I'm, I'm, I just, I'm not ready for that. But maybe I'm focused on myself, but it's more so it's like the power of no, I got to be okay. Or like, even when I ask a, a guest to come on my podcast, some mm -hmm. big guests, like big people, I, I hate to admit this. Like I, I questioned myself. I didn't ask because I said, what if they say no? True. And I like your mentality where you're internally like, okay, okay. Well, she, it's no, 
how okay what's next how do i improvise that no how do i switch that up i mean That's, that just goes into like yes because the, he, I, I like what you said you said the worst thing someone can say is no and that's it because you know but you will never know i, I guess i like how we're using no k-n-o-w-n-n-o thank you thank you john like that clarification no but um I just said no again, but I'm saying um, the worst thing that can someone say to you is no, right? Um, but you will never know about it unless you ask. Exactly. So that that goes into the feelings of rejection too. Like you you have to be okay with being I, rejected I, in life. I know my pride is just like yo. Like, See, and like women can be a little bit more vicious, right? If you're hitting on them, they could be like fuck. No, yeah, like, and yeah, then they could bitch. they could hit you down a little bit. But like I'll tell you the same thing. It's like especially in the thought of graffiti park right because it's like once we started this idea everyone was like well that's great how do you make money right because overarching that's every like everyone i've pitched this idea to is like that's great now how many foot like how many tickets do we need to sell that's to, sad, though. and it's like no that's like in order for us to keep the sanctity and the beauty of what we want graffiti park to be this free like curation process to where everybody like you know to where someone's coming down they're painting so you sit there you're like oh, okay they're starting this painting let's go grab a beer across the street mm -hmm. you know we'll come back in a couple hours we'll see it keep going like and to me it's like okay if you start charging admission prices if you start setting like a price or whatever you need on this it it diminishes that goal i mean now that like is a kind of a caveat i guess too because my thought is like all of this graffiti park there will be so much private event space like so like outside i want to build um I got so you want going. wait so question would you give this private event space if you get it in certain situations would you give free admission to it yes so i have a spot in mind um i like it's weird i drive by it three times a week <laughs> like i i literally you want to talk about like manifestation like just it's in my mind it's 924 to 928 uh, south commerce street so it's literally right off of charleston and commerce mm -hmm. it's right to the left of it it's like this two acre just completely open land development and then off to the right it's like these this one white weird warehouse kind of deal where it's completely gutted on the inside and it's got no power. Um, and so it's a white building. It's like literally tagged up and there's like crackheads down there all the time and whatnot. Um, but so what I want to do is I want to use that two acre plot of land for parking and for um, like uh, storage containers mm -hmm. that will literally build out in like a couple of different cool um, little sections to give it like awnings and stuff for this uh, for like summer times and stuff so it's not so hot. And then on those, uh, the front of those containers and stuff, they'll have like little white, um, like plexiglass or sheets on them. So pretty much during the day, any artist can come in, right? When we're doing admission, they can come in, tag it up, and then say at night, if we wanted to have like a wedding come through, right? We would already have these pre-made out, like pre pre-printed or pre-artistified, um, if you want to call it or whatever, on these sheet panels. And we would literally take off the old ones, bring in sheet panels so we could do custom, like private events for weddings, fraternities, sororities, Dia de los Muertos, like mm -hmm. you, Hanukkah, you want to get into it. Like we could do, that's your way of making money. We could customize any sort of space for anyone. Yeah. And so, you know, but, then that's but, the outside and then the inside, you know, we configure in some different ways and stuff as well. Um, but this whole thing is a passion project, right? So like what you, he mentioned earlier, like if you were to have this space, it's free admission for artists and I guess anyone to come in to look at art as well as create art. Correct. I do think this idea is too big to be a passion project, though. The way he's executing it, like a passion project is would be this, what we're doing. Even though we see it as a necessity, this is a it's a small scale. We show up, record, we edit. Like I do think I was going to actually touch on this. I I consider your thing a legitimate business, even if it doesn't generate money, because it's of its impact. It pushes the cycle of society in its own niche. Yeah, but it has to start from a passion. Like I, I, that, I agree. That's, that's what I'm saying. The, that's the whole I idea. Gonna, I was going to um, transcend that into like most. I consider you okay. 
maybe the business thing, you're right, but I still consider you an entrepreneur. And I was going to ask you, you're kind of in a sort of conundrum now. Like you're faced with, okay, I got something very pure and unique on my hands in Graffiti Park that's really helping people and helping local artists. And I understand though, for me to be able to focus on that, you need to leverage your time as we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are your plans to get that cycle of cash flow flowing from graffiti park so you have more time because you're stuck in a tough situation I feel like very much so so I I've literally all of 2020 was just an absolute grind cycle um, mm -hmm. it sounds so stupid but it's like literally while everyone was laid off and stuff I was still working both of my jobs and then um, granted so the restaurant two jobs right now yeah, yeah, currently. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm a director of sales and marketing for a, uh, like a sunscreen company during the day. And then two nights a week, I'm a server over at a restaurant. And so um, it kind of came into this point where I was like, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, it kind of got to this point where I was doing all of these things, like working my ass off and then doing this as a passion project. Mm -hmm. And so then it kind of formulated this new question of, okay, how do I start making money towards this? How do I start transforming this to you're something in the genesis of your business journey exactly like you're in the pre-season to your whole season like yeah. so i'm just letting you know like if if things get hard like i'm not trying to be corny like don't quit if you don't have a serious flag pulse if things can get murky if you're like okay well what do i do if things start to get confusing don't quit because i from personal experience we just went through that big time especially me uh, with e-commerce yeah i mean um in anything like i feel like we're all pretty much the same age gap kind of I mean, I guess. I'm, I'm older than you guys. He's 28. Yeah, I'm like 35. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're 27. You're not that old. We're four or five I years. know. I know. But I mean, you're in your 20s. Have... You're still a child. That's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But we all have the same. Like, I like how this, this show has provided a lot of, you know, th these guests that come in. We They have these ideas that are different from the every, everyday person. Because Graffiti Park is not something that is brought up by anyone, you know? Like, it's just you got you thought about it. And I'm sure you're a creative person at heart. And your intentions are, are on it are pure because I when you they when are. I hear when I hear about Graffiti Park, what I what I'm reminded of is like um, if you think about a place where everyone can an artist can come together and create art or express themselves, it's like a speakeasy, which is kind of some similar to that, right? Like that's what a speakeasy is for everyone to come. Like you have poets, you have rappers, but for you as artists to express through colors and visual representation, right. yeah. which is I think that's really really cool because. That in itself, like like I mentioned before, that's a passion project. But you know, in the future, um, we're all artists and we're all creative in our own ways. Yeah. Um, me not so much. Maybe seen no, as more than are. me. No, no, you are. I want. I'm pushing you to be creative. You are. You just got to find it in within. I get. I guess. Yeah, no, he's a, some people have different things. I do believe everybody's creative. He's a numbers guy. He loves numbers. Yeah. I'm an analytical analytical yeah. person. I'm a math major. So. I mean, what did you graduate in? Uh, you know, we, what, hospitality minor in psychology. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we're, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're kind of similar on the creativeness uh, thing. So, kind of talking about like that passion project, right? It started yeah. out. I love Simon Sinek. He had that the like the power okay. of why, right? Yeah. So the power of why. The power of why. Yeah. yeah. So Have you heard of Simon Sinek? Yes, of course. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> so, like the whole the whole power of why, like when you start with why, right, and you start working outwards. It For did sure. start as a passion project, okay, and then it kind of got a little bit bigger. So it's right. It's like who, what, why. I think mm -hmm. is. So, like, he talks in his video, it's like the who is Apple, right? The what is their computers. Their why is, like, because they believe in creating, you know, drastically different whatever. So I started with the why, right? The why of Graffiti Park was everybody's an artist. People need to have this space to create. 
one, if we create this space, not only will we have the best artists there, but naturally younger people will start to come around. Those artists will teach the younger ones. And then naturally, like the art will just explode, like it'll yeah. keep going. So that was the why. And then it was like, okay, well now what, right? And that's where we kind of started with the schools because it was our only concrete what. It was like, okay, we have this opportunity. Like these schools are empty. The kids are there. So we're there for the what. Then like it was the the who, right? Now we're graffiti park. Now we have this general idea. So now it's bringing into how do you take this from a passion project? How do we start making money into it? How do we start doing this? So kind of as a result with these projects, what I've started to do is we'll say, um, like I'm, I'm so transparent with all of our clients because I, I believe in that. Like I say, hey, listen, this is our idea for graffiti park. So you may pay a little bit extra of what, you know, you should be paying for some of these murals for some stuff, but know that that money is literally getting transformed into going out and buying land, going and buying some of these storage containers, right? So slowly starting to put these steps forward. So what we do is like just our last one was Brindley Middle School. We put about $2,000 worth of paint up on the walls. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Um, we put two grand of um, money back towards the artist, 2400 technically. So like we had eight murals. We paid out $300 per mural, um, which considering the size is like a little lower than what these artists should have been paid for. And I'll, I'm telling them that outright. But at the same time... You paid uh, the artist? Yes. So at the same time, what we've started to do now, so it's like, okay, we have this money. They're getting paid that, and they probably could get more, but they just show up. I have all the paint. I give them their idea. It's like they show at up with a sketch events, and it starts At other events, would they usually out. provide their own paint? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So it's more like you're selling them like, yo, I wish I could pay you more. This is who I am. Correct, yeah. Like, so what we've been doing is now that like Graffiti Park is starting to make some money, so we have mm -hmm. some stashed up to where we can go out and we can buy... You know, I bought a, 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 a trailer that I pull along now, and everywhere on the trailer, it's got, like, graffiti park on it. I plan to, you know, do social media giveaways where, you know, a new artist is painting it once a month. Mm -hmm. um, to really kind of keep pushing. So then it's kind of turned into this now. All of these artists, right, they're putting all this artwork out, and they're individually, like, going out and promoting their stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's take graffitipark.org, and we'll make it a general central commissioner spot. So anybody, Cena, if you're like, this wall is white. It shouldn't be white. I want to hire out. Can you please? Yeah. Can, can so we like, work something out after this show for this wall? So what I'm working on right now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. So what I'm working on right now, I'm down, um, is literally using Graffiti Park as a platform. So these artists will come in. They'll pay, like, say, $10 a month or whatever. And they'll upload all of their artwork, all of their stuff. So getting into your drop shipping, into the merchandising, and all of that. What I want to do is charge, say, like, $10, $15 a month for these artists, right? So it's like, okay, they're on a subscription-based model. That way Graffiti Park is making money and we're greasing our wheels that side. Two, so they pay you to to contribute to graffiti. They'll pay park? like 10, 15 bucks, yeah. Because yeah, a lot like of a these artists, account, yeah, yeah, dude, they're they're so like smart and talented. But like when it comes to how do I put this on a t-shirt and make it without charging forty dollars a t-shirt, you know? Because like one of my artists, say, I'll do that for y'all. Just throw us a little bit. One of my here. artists right now, okay, he's literally buying hoodies, okay, tie dyeing himself. Then he takes them to a printer. They print on like just a white logo for him, and then he has to sell them at like eighty dollars a hoodie because yeah. you know because the cost of goods is so high. Exactly, yeah. and it takes him. So so much work and so much so i'm like okay if for 10 15 instead they could submit me their designs it's easy to put them up on a drop shipping website and then you refer them all to graffiti park so it's like okay then not only that all of these artists that are self-promoting themselves right are promoting graffiti park then anyone that needs art curation goes onto our website. They say, hey, this is what I want. This is the size. They go through, they pick out five artists or something of whatever they like, and then we commission those artists so that not only are they paying for this service where they get a website, where they get a portfolio, where, but now also they're making commission pieces. They have the opportunity to really start making some money on art while they're, 
not really doing anything. You yeah. know what I mean? While they're focused on creating more. So you're seeing Graffiti Park as a kind of like a platform or a community of these artists that come in and then they can put their art on there. So at the same time, it's like promotion for your brand exactly. as well as themselves. I'm so actually so blown away right now because he is such a... I hope you and I have a lot to learn from this. We're going <laughs> to talk out off camera why. I think you came on this show at the perfect time for John and I. Yeah. And I just think I'm very impressed by, number one, your passion and how you've turned your passion or like how your brain's like cognitively thinking, okay, how do I make money? How do I turn? But I really want to pause and say that like, it's, that's not where it started. It was because it started as the passion project that it was the reason that all of these, yes, that's what I'm saying. It's not like a, it was to the point where it was like, holy shit, this is working. This is everything I need it to be. So I was like, well, how do I start to do these? And so it's like the passion was there. The why is there. It's like, I've, I've taken too many steps now to ever turn back to look Mm -hmm. the other way. So it's like, okay, how do you start doing everything that you're doing smarter? How do like, and it was really, I think it was like a fucking Nipsey hustle song or something (laughs) like that, where he talks about, he's like everything that, yeah everything that you have like you are like everything that you need you already have and it's like if you start simplifying if you start minimalizing if you look at each one so it's like we were yeah so we were going through a local um paint shop here just in town like right for all of the stuff because what we were doing was like so small and now we've blown up to such a scale that i had to go to that shop and say hey listen dude i'm sorry but like it's cheaper now for me to just go directly through your distributor because you know you said that yeah i I mean and i love having these honest conversations because it's it's like hey dude listen this is you know i feel like your validity yeah dude but it's like if you're genuine if you like start taking these steps forward and it's because that why is still there it wasn't like hey i want to cut you out it was just like hey dude i'm i'm paying for all all of this stuff like I now have these art companies reaching out so one of the big ones that we're working on is with Art Primo out in San Francisco mm-hmm. and so they see how many artists that we bring like we're 50 some odd artists per each one of these projects when we go into the schools now it's to the point where these distributors are like hey tell us how many of those little you know gift boxes we can send out and we will start getting these with your artists so that you know we're handing out like gifts and that you know it's it creates an even more like vibe and I'm just such a believer that when that passion is there when that why is there like I don't know it solves all of these issues it, does. So it just keeps forward. going like you just have more and more goals like it just keeps growing um i did want to ask you though um with graffiti park this concept is there anything other similar to this in vegas right now yeah do you have any competitors bulgats um no not for what we're trying to do um, i thought so you don't have any competitors. so when i started this four years ago right i was like yo i want to do this and they were like that's awesome you need to go and speak to these guys like the isi ISI group Um, and so they are like they have all of my respect they're like literally all of these just absolutely unbelievable um, artists and they're they're so professional they've been doing it 10 years so they'll get like sketches on sketches on sketches done before you know and so he called me and he was like dude like I'm so impressed with how fast you're able to do this because like because I opened it up to everybody um, like there we got such reciprocation so many people wanted to be a part of it he was like but you have to look at that at the converse like now they're not paying us to come out and do some of these crazy i said no while i agree and i don't want to take any money away from like the artists that are doing this like the fact that our why that our passion is there because it's everybody's an artist not Mm -hmm. just like at our projects dude i get more hyped about the people that come and they're like yeah this is my first mural (laughs) than these ones that are like these incredible tattoo artists that Mm -hmm. can draw and paint and literally do anything i'm actually like you know what i mean you talk like i'm is everybody that does this at your project are they like all professionally good no that's what i was gonna ask like i'm interested like can i go try something if if i wanted to statistics right now our youngest artist was four our oldest was 51 
That's so um, yeah, uh, and it's it's like literally probably like there's this 13 year old kid that is one of the most amazing artists I've ever met in my entire life, and like he doesn't even like drawing, and, and it's so. And it just goes to like I like what you said earlier you, before you just said that it's not about you. You get more hyped up about the first timer as opposed to someone that's been there because that message that what you like more is because that person is stepping out of their comfort zone and actually trying to express himself creatively yep. and you like that more and i i respect that because it's not about the the veteran in the game it's the person that decided yep. to like step up and be like yo i want to i want to be an artist and i know i and i know i have this creative mindset but how can i express myself and you provide that platform for them which is in itself that's a great why yep. and um i mean I, I think vegas needs that i i also i agree like i was just listening to you talk like I just I'm interested in trying this out because I was thinking to myself while you were talking like maybe I would get a sense of fulfillment like I'm constantly like looking at like what am I I'm doing every day I want to I'm chasing a sense of fulfillment and I was talking to John like earlier this year like yo we need money we need to blow up e-commerce and drop shipping like you know you know Cardoggy like we need to go, go ham like T2M everything and I'm starting to realize like listening like I one of my goals I was just out on the guest list and I just told this to John off cameras like I really want to focus on this on this passion on this craft I want to be known as like the best conversationalist in Vegas you know and listening to you talk like I'd be interested to try a drawing or just something for graffiti park if you'd have me because I feel like number one I'm a, I'm a pretty good artist like that was my talent that's why I started off as an, as, a, as an artist and I actually think me going out there and doing something would give me a sense of fulfillment if I did that. And that was like the biggest thing because like it was Graffiti Park. It was like, okay, there's this great idea and we were we were getting so caught up, right? Like three years worth of, okay, well, our business plan isn't perfect and our pro forma doesn't have the numbers. And it literally just got to this point. It was like, let's just go out and fucking do a project. Let's, <laughs> let's put something out there. Let's go generate content. Let's do something. And momentum solved all of our issues. And so along that line, it's like I was never an artist, at least never you've a good one. Before you've done one of these? I was always a doodler. In class, I have, like, really bad ADHD, so I'd always doodle, but they were never good ones, and most of the times, they were, like, penis-related, like, you know, like, they were, yeah, no, like, it was, you know, very, very, yeah, dude, it was just, it was what, like, was funny to me, it was, like, literally, you know, and I don't know, so, like, now, as a result of, like, Graffiti Park, right, I have some of my artists, I'm like, oh, can you do this for me, and they're like, nah, and they'll hand me a can, and they'll say, no, like, you go try, and everything in life is You've done that before? You've actually done it with a can? How was it? So, at first, I was horrible. Still am, honestly. <laughs> um, but now, I mean, it's to the point where I've done, you know, 20-foot tall murals of our actual logo. We've put our logo up there. I've got, like, six, seven different pieces of art. Like, it's gotten to the point now where it's like I could start my own portfolio and I could go out to some of these businesses really? and ask, yeah. You could do your own spray can? Spray can? I mean, I'm, like, very narrowed to what I'm able to do. But it's, I mean, I've picked up 10 years' worth of knowledge, I feel like, of art, you know, in the last, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, like how quickly you can pick it up. How, and it all starts one spot, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, with Graffiti Park too, it's just like, you know, it, that, your whole message. I get like again is just what um, everyone's an artist, right? But the, on the basis of things, how do you define an artist? Because I, I feel like when you when you say make that statement where you say everyone's an artist, not everyone can agree. Some people say, no, I'm not an artist. Do you think we're artists? Like, we're just talking. Like, how do you define that? How do you define an yeah. artist? Artistry is in your own form, though. Like, this is art, bro. Walking into a fucking studio where you have literally a full setup, you have lighting, camera, you have a wonderful background, you have all of these. The like, Buddha. Yeah, dude. Shout out EJ. Shout out Big Brain. I still care about y'all. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, this is artistry in its own. Like, everything you look at, everything that you... 
I, and Tyler talks about this. It's all about like building your personal brand. I'm so much on that. It's he, like, talk, he talks. Tyler talks about building your own personal brand. It was something he ran like he like read a book. Um, he like I. Well, I've been trying to get. Tyler I should on say that podcast. not like not like personal like uh, you, yeah. like build your own, but like look at yourself like as your own human being as a brand. And it's like, how do you want to market yourself? How do you want to? handle your finances how do you want to and everything in that is art dog like yeah. art is anything that makes you feel some kind of way which is why like, i was getting so caught up when i would like go and ask people for money and they'd be like well like how do i get my money back how do i yeah. and so i started talking to guys did it was, frustrate you when you heard that like it's not about that or like it did but at the same time it was like i don't know it was good because it was like okay those aren't the people that we needed to meet those weren't yeah. the ones that bought in and on good the life experience yeah. every time someone said no to you you got smarter exactly you know, every Boom. time we have these intermissions are they all live Live. We're live Every again. time we have these intermissions, I try and play it off. I'm like, go directly from the previous like word we were going. We took an intermission. No, but we were talking about uh, Dreamer and the app and how it ties to Graffiti Park. Yeah. If you want to go on about it. Um, yeah, so Dreamer is uh, the next social media wave app. Uh, while we're on here, this is going to get some... Chris Adams, the greatest fucking entrepreneur of our time. Um, it's dope. Okay, this is going to well, be explain like... explain what it is because yeah. it's similar to Twitter, right? Similar. So um, think of it as a social media app, right? You download it. You um, like any other app. Yeah, yeah. You you download it, and the first things that it has you do is it fills out like your contact information, same social way. Social security yeah. number, stuff like that. Pretty much. Social yeah. security. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Tracking. on there, right? It's it gives you like your list of your hobbies, like what you think about late at night. Like there's a random like couple of questions like as you start out, right? And then it makes you create a video, and your video is literally you declaring your dream because that's the first. It has step, to be a right? video, like you're huh? saying, like, yo, I want to be this type shit. It's a video. And bro. I feel like that'll turn off a lot of people, but, you know. No, ahead. that's Maybe good, so. though. That's healthy for And society. it's good because here's the thing. Like, when I first downloaded the app, right, and this was before, like, I start or downloaded the app when I, like, first met him, which is about in August. And I'm telling you, dude, like, even still saying, like, the graffiti park out loud was, like, a weird starter to it. You know, like, it's, you're almost like well, hi, I've got this idea for, like, this art park, you know? And, and it's really cool because it's, like, when you speak them into, you know, like, the first step is manifestation, right? Is breathing mm -hmm. into it. And so that's, I don't know. So anyways, you breathe into it, you manifest what you want, your dream, and then it uses its algorithms and its softwares to essentially pull you together with like-minded individuals, entrepreneurs, people that can make your dream go farther. Okay. Um, so really, really cool app. Um, and so I started talking with him because, again, I was like, hey, how the hell do you get that started, right? It's like the Twitter and LinkedIn. It's like if they combined in a Exactly, way. and had like a weird baby. A yeah. weird, deformed baby. Yeah, it's going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. The idea is amazing, and it, like, the really cool thing is this guy, Chris, co-founded it with this guy that lives out in India eight years ago, and they still have never met. It's like that literally, it's like a, a, a complete attribution to like the fact that Dreamer is going to work. Like yeah. it's, I don't know, because it's as long as, you know, you have two people on the why, it's yeah. like, okay. He believes rest. in it like this too? Yeah. 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 You have to have the why and did like. He pay to, did he create this himself? Um, yeah. So that was, again, like kind of the reason I respect Chris the hell like so much is because I asked him, he was like, well, like when you're going out and you're getting all these no's, like, you know, I was like, I'm going to just fund this myself. And he's like, that's what I did. Which cool enough, his business was weed, which was really cool. Cool dude, really fucking. Yeah, cool no, dude. I'm I'm actually interested in interviewing him. Yeah, this I'll, I'll hook you, you up. up? He's, he's, he's amazing. Because we social media is what we're about, and like if this is the next big social media, like if this guy has this dream, has this why, and he put a pulse behind this, you know. And I honestly, the way you describe this app, it's very innovative. Yeah. The one thing I'm curious to see is um, we are moving towards a 
digital means a digital means we're moving towards an audio like there's a lot of audio social media platforms to uh, comfort a podcasting there's a lot of virtual reality stuff you know this seems like it's a a mixture like putting your face out there like uh, that's kind of like you're forcing someone to put out content in a way well because it's your dream that's good it's not no i think that's that's what i when you said that they have to make a video to start the app that's what caught my interest i think people are going to like that because now to get to know someone you have to watch that vi- their video of their dream. Yeah, exactly. and and you talked about manifestation. I think that's very key too because when you do that, you're you put a video of yourself and you talk about your dream. You put it to the world. You're accountable to that now. Exactly. It's not like it's not like you can go back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I never said that. Seven like years it's, ago, it's, he said this. It's already it's recorded. Now he's a plumber. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the same thing with podcasting. Like you've seen what, with podcasting, we record every single episode. You know, like there's testimony to us and the accountability we have to continue doing it and to prove like yo. This is what this is uh, the guests that come on here. Everything they say, they're accountable to. We're popping. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Do you, are you? <laughs> I was gonna say is what's your plans on integrating it, uh, Dreamer with Graffiti Park? Do you have any? I have a bunch. Yeah. So, um, super cool. Like the reason I met Chris was he um, essentially sponsored a guy, Charlie Rocket, and Charlie is the cool name. Cool yeah. Guy. So Charlie uh, was Two Chains manager. He was oh. this music manager. Yeah. Nice. Um, he was running. He was like Soldier Boy's camera guy or something like way back in the day. Cool dude. Yeah. And so Get around the block with all. Yeah, guys. he's got a couple awesome. of Grammys to his name. Like real interesting. So he was like 300 pounds. He had this inoperable <laughs> brain tumor, and like they pretty much gave him like you're you're about done and so this guy charlie right he he's all about manifestation this to charlie rocket yeah so charlie right he goes out he becomes he's like i'm gonna do an iron man right he like bikes across america becomes mm-hmm. an iron man like loses 180 pounds goes vegan reverses his brain tumor like no way great he's a nike athlete he's now. still alive yes after they told him he's done yeah that's some crazy shit so that's crazy, a, right? That's so foul shit, literally, man. as soon as COVID started, this guy Charlie Rocket he sold his fucking house. He bought an RV called the the Dream Machine, and literally is driving across America, like going out and helping families and shit in need. That's a that's go, crazy, like, yeah. That's so Dreamer, right? They they picked up him. He's like part of their team now, and they sponsor this this tour across America. So they hit California, and then they came to Vegas, and that's kind of where I met them. So we did a it was like a music and video creation studio at the YMCA for kids. Um, so Cox Communications donated 25 grand to build this thing, and I curated all of the artists, you know, through Graffiti Park is how I met him. So I started asking Chris, I was like, okay, well, you start this idea dreamer, right? And it's like everything that he's doing is kind of along the lines I am. It's like, okay, you're selling a dream. It's like there's, you know, mm-hmm. first thing I say is, right, you know, everybody also asks us, how do you make the money back? And so Chris was like, he's like, Daniel, but what you got to look at is that you're selling something that like isn't tangible. Mm-hmm. You're selling something that makes you feel a kind of way and yeah. that's priceless. Yeah. He's like, and so, you know, when you're going into some of these conversations, it's not, remember that. yeah, it's not, you know, trying to sell got something. It. It's, yeah, it's getting people to I believe see. in the dream. It's, you know, like, I was like, okay, but like, that's awesome. You know, like asking him kind of questions. And he said something that was so profound. He said, momentum (laughs) solves all of your issues. And it was like such a, cause I was so, like the same thing, like graffiti park, right? We were four years in the making mm-hmm. of just like, yeah. holy shit, how do we do this? And then it's like, as soon as we literally did our first project, like the next seven came out the woodworks, yeah. you know? And it's, it literally is, it's just one step in front of the other. It's, it's also like, it goes to the path of entrepreneurship too. Like, yeah. I mean, um, you, I think we said earlier, like about entrepreneurship, like it never goes in a linear path. It's, it's like, you like you said, you've been four years. That's why I asked you, you know, like the history behind graffiti yeah. park and it went to where it was just like, oh, okay, you guys didn't really have a lot of momentum. And, but, but the thing is you never gave up and you did talk about having that dream and it goes into having faith because that's what, that's what faith is about. Like you can't see it, 
but you know it's there kind yeah. of like air like you know air is there but you can't see it that's having faith and having that dream yeah so i just really respect that i i also i'm kind of relating to our journeys just because i'm sitting here like while you guys are talking i was just thinking about our shit um how you everybody has their um ups and downs right but you said momentum is key, and I think John and I, we've had spurts where we've built good momentum with the show, but we've also lost great momentum. Can you agree to that? Uh, yes. I mean, that's, I think, that's normal, though. I mean, I think it's it's normal, but one thing I'm learning is is the trick to life is continuously flipping, getting these green lights and it's building direction on speed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think what we need to learn is to what you said that caught my eye is. You and I, we have to be self-aware that sometimes we ruin momentum. It's ruined, but we need to build it back up. And we need our goal should be we need to find a way to not break momentum. And we need to keep building and building and building. But that goes to anything in life. Like if you yeah. want to talk about success, you want to talk about your own, like your self-awareness, who you are as a person. Like emotionally, as a human being, we're not riding highs all the, thing, all the time in no. life, you know? No, no. And it's there's no way to avoid that, right? Would you no. agree? Oh, yeah. yeah so how would you question to both of you? How would you guys go about... Um, when you're feeling down, when you're at a red light, so to speak, metaphorically, how do you switch that red light into a green light? So for me, it's just like when you're feeling down and you're in the down the dumps, like you're going to I understand that I've been through this before. And, um, you know, every every time you go through it, like, let's say you go through it the first time, whether that's a heartbreak in your life or, you know, like a family, like something wrong with your family or you go through these downs and you you know, you got out of that for that means once you get out of that moment in the future you know that in the past you've experienced that i'm before. not even talking about what about a smaller scale like what about when you wake up and you're just a down day how do you turn that red light into a green light for you like because stay, i'm starting you just have to stay grateful stay and remember that um you know you just got to be optimistic i mean it's so cliche but you have to look at the brighter side of things and that's why you know like they say you know when you wake up on the wrong side of bed and stuff like that you have these bad days do you guys get down or do you do you guys put yourself put pressure on yourselves when you're feeling down and like unmotivated you're like fuck god damn it like feel like this like very consistently me yeah. too and like kind of along that lines like to me it's it's how do you wake up at the right and you're like even if i it's kind of crazy that guy charlie rocket right he had one he was like if you wake up and you feel yourself in a bad mood he's like literally just go get back in bed and yeah. try and wake up again wake like, up again <laughs> like literally no dude and i'm telling you it, i did it once i was like this shit's crazy but it worked it, it was like so stupid but along those lines like before he got there his whole mantra it right is winning streak it said every nice. single That's day winning yeah. streak every single day it's like Show the thought like well, I don't know if I should show that one to the camera, That's but dope. so it's it's literally every day. It's the thought of waking up and it's like, oh, I'm on a winning streak. It's you catch a green light on your way to work that you normally don't hit. It's like winning streak, dude. You get called in or called off of work when you didn't want to go in. Fucking winning streak. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so stupid, but literally looking at the smallest little wins in your life, like searching for wins more often, you're gonna find them. It's yeah. just like it's like when you when you go through through life and you constantly look at things that go wrong, you're gonna always be down because no matter. No matter if something's going right in your life, you're not going to be focused on that. You're going to yeah. be focused on what's wrong. Let's say, for example, I wake up and I'm like, damn, I had no coffee, right? But I'm just going to be focused on that. Like, I had no coffee the whole day. But instead of thinking about that, I just go out and be like, I'll just get it. You know, yeah. that's just the whole thing. Like, I have, I'm blessed to be able to wake up and do that. Exactly. Uh, for me, I agree. But I think we, we lose sight of things sometimes. Like, for me, I, I put pressure on myself when I, um, for example, I'll... I'll I'll go through the motions and make a clip and post it, but I know I could have passionately wrote that copy better. I could have actually I didn't just I was just tired out. Like when I feel un unmotivated, I force myself to do things. Like I get I put a lot of pressure on myself 
to refuel motivated. Like, why are you feeling down right now? You're a loser. Get up. And I guess that's unhealthy in a way. I don't know. Uh, to that point, though, like, I'm kind of on the same way. Like, people call me morbid because I think about my death daily. Dude, you know oh what I mean? Gosh. Dude, but you guys are the same person. But it is, dude. dude. It's, it's kind of along those dude. lines. Like, there are some days I wake up and I'm like, fuck, dude, I should be feeling this way. And, like, honestly, the, like, the biggest key to everything is just knowing you're not special. Like, I agree. But today I woke up, like, low-key kind of pissed because the power steering pump in my truck is about to go out. And every time I turn that bitch on it, <laughs> and it's the loudest fucking and the most weed whacker thing ever and it's annoying and i'm like ah right now i just spent all this money on christmas presents right like probably shouldn't be and it's like necessities right and so i'm like kind of down on myself and then i'm thinking i'm like dude i literally have two whips <laughs> like i i <laughs> like do. what the fuck you am i you know yeah like and <laughs> and so like it's like, you, really you know do. but like what that idea do. of it's like it's n you're not special like everybody's fucking power steering pump eventually goes yeah. out if you drive an old no, shit box car yeah like, <laughs> not if you ain't out here driving teslas <laughs> and shit i guess yeah, yeah, yeah but like to that point it's like no dude and and to that like every day that i wake up that i do feel motivated and that i do have some sort of drive or i have a passion in my life like i'm thankful of those moments just the same as i am waking up and being like fuck dude like i'm not doing this and this and this with my life but it's almost like you got to kind of turn that and be like well but like, i'm doing this and i'm doing uh, like i'm doing all of these things and as a result of me doing these things that's why i have these problems i have this problem with my truck because i'm driving a fucking trailer around hauling six thousand pounds worth Facts. of paint you know like it's yeah. a good problem so, to have. exactly You're happy like you have that all of these problems it's like if you find a way to look at it and like look at this blessing of like nah dude like i am in one way shape or another blessed it's if you have shoes on your feet if you have yeah, a car to drive if you like, have a, a roof over your head you're wealthier than 80 percent of the people in the world if you have a good yeah. family that's something that you and i both can really you're richer than for than anybody and, and the thing is the, <laughs> the thing about yeah, every facts. the thing about everything we're saying is that people hear this like all everywhere all over the internet and there's a reason why people say it all the time is because it, people say it's cliche but you really have to like take these words and take it to heart and apply it because we we're talking about gratitude we're talking about being blessed and um you know being optimistic in life and those are just vague things but i why do you guys think like people say all the time? I, I, I hate true. hearing you it said, so many times. You, you, but you said something very smart. It's like we said it, but when we we actually want people to actually like follow through on it because you hear these things all the time. We do. It's all over. But our that's always media. the issue is you could hear it. Like I go through my Instagram, right? And it's nothing but motivational posts and exactly. all this but stuff. Are, when you look at the people posting that, what are you doing in your personal life to stand by that quote? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe so, but like just the same. It's like you can you can lead a horse to water, you can't force it to drink. It's okay, like all yeah. of these people, it's like, yeah, dude, they're they're cliches and you could hear them a thousand you could tattoo them on your fucking body so you yeah. see them every day. It's like ultimately if you don't believe it, if you don't live out those morals, if you don't make the change or the step forward to go with it, then it's like, no, dude, you're right. You're just speaking to the choir. You're just yeah. hearing the same cliche over and over and people are like God, why does everyone tell me like no one cares? Work harder. I hate that. And that's like, <laughs> it's like shut up, dude. It's yeah. Work harder. Stop it's complaining. True, exactly. You know, like it's like a you know. It's, it's, it's really truth, and that's the thing about life is number one. It's funny how you said you think about it's not funny how you think about your death every day. I do too. It's like the one. It's because I value my consciousness so much. Not that I'm better than anybody. I just care about being alive and feeling the things I feel in my daily life. I don't want to stop feeling them ever. Yeah. And for me to think that this evaporates Cena because I said tell John this all the time there's two people inside of me the ego Cena the image that my name my mother gave me that I think I am and then who I really am the, the real human essence who not the name Cena that was given to me but just my real identity and I always like think to myself like 
<clears throat> I try and find, I'm trying to get that ego to be and my identity to be, to be one. I want to be true to myself completely. And I think about my death all the time. I wanted to ask you why you think about yours. Because I think about mine because I care about like my consciousness. But when I say this to people, like he calls me morbid. My sister calls me weird. But I literally think about it all the time. I don't know. I, I was coming back from San Diego literally on Sunday. And uh, I was just a normal answer to yeah. that question. <laughs> yeah, no, but for real, for real, dude. And like, I don't know. It Like the reason I think that way, it's, it's all a result of. And so I was fixing up a house out in San Diego with my sister. I was driving back. Um, and literally as I'm driving back over the freeway, I see some guy like, you know, parachuting and like literally fucking plops, lands down on the ground. I'm like, that's oh. crazy. I look over <laughs> and there's Paris skydiving right to the right. Okay. Oh, you did So that. I call up Paris skydiving. I'm like, Hey, I'm driving through on my way to Vegas. If I get there, you know, pretty soon, can I hop out a plane quick? Like, yeah, if you can be here in 20 minutes, we'll get you out of there in the next 20. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll be there in five. Like, you, so you notch, you nonchalantly decide to jump out of a plane. Yeah. Yeah, you're fucking crazy. So, like, the yeah, dude, like, I'm literally, it didn't even I feel real. I'm, like, sitting there. I'm, like, signing my life away, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, if you die, not even your family can come after this company. Like, yeah. that's how much you sign your life away kind of deal. No, that right? is skydiving. And so then, like, we're on the plane up, and the guy's, like, asking me, he's like, are you, are you worried at all? And I'm like, nah, not really. You know, we're, we're getting there. We're looking out the side, and he's like, are you ready? You were worried in that video you posted. You, you were a little bit like, you think oh, so? You weren't worried. What was your feelings when you were at the top of the plane? You were shaking. When you see bit? someone get sucked out of a plane like that, your first thought is like they're dead. But then, <laughs> yeah. like you think about it, and I like look down, and then you just see them all going, and you're like, oh, well, like I don't know. Plus, you're strapped to a dude. I asked him, I'm like, how many times a day you do this? He's like five to seven, seven to ten on the weekends. <laughs> I'm like, we're gonna be fucking fine. Like, and whatever. what was his reaction? Was he like? Super, He's a cool dude. Yeah. Was he like not worried at all? He just no. He, he, he does loved it. his job. Yeah, he said he used two hundred and seventy some odd jumps this year alone. So I'm like. Without That's a failure, crazy. yeah. That's crazy. So, well, like, obviously, that not. Really not. Yeah. 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 So, like, <laughs> you know, he's asking, no. he's like, okay, no. are you ready? And I'm like, kind of looking. And I'm like, I probably wouldn't have jumped out by myself, you know? Yeah, but, like, I say. but, like, you have the momentum, and, like, I jump. And, like, you know how they, they always say, like, when you're skydiving, like, that moment where. Like life is the, the about, thrill. yeah, like, dude, like that, that where everybody is thinking, it's like, oh, I should have done this. I should have, mm -hmm. you know, like it's fucking weird, Cena, because I'm telling you, I didn't have one of those. I didn't have the, oh my God, I'm going to die. I didn't do anything. I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, I had more of the thoughts of like, kind of morbid, kind of funny thoughts. Like, damn, what if I died? And that's like the reason Graffiti Park blows up. Like founder dies in tragic, act, you know, like, and it, no, it, like a lot more real. Like I looked at my relationship with my woman and I was like, holy shit, dude, to have somebody like down for you to plan like that. As like, you're falling That takes sky. your, yeah, dude, that takes your <laughs> dreams and puts them into like theirs. It's, it's weird. It's like everything that I already knew about my life kind of came to. While you were skydiving? Yeah. With your sister? Was your sister skydiving with you? No, it was literally just me. Me and, she was me and the homie Lee that I was... The what? She was just like, I'll wait while you skydive. I, I literally drove down to San Diego by myself, oh, okay. and I was driving back from oh, San Diego back oh, to Vegas. Oh. But it was like 2 p.m. I was like, ah, I'm kind of tired. Maybe I should, yeah. <laughs> but so, like, that that moment, like, when I, I don't know, came down, fucking, like, you're, you're literally fucking, you know, mm -hmm. hit the thing, and you're just kind of floating down, and it gets to a point, and it's, um, I don't know, like... It was such like a realization. It was like, no, I'm fulfilled because I am following my passion in life. And I know like 
what the direction of what I'm going is now. Mm -hmm. But then I looked at it a second thing and it's like, no, at the same time, life could happen at any point and it could end. So I looked at it more and it was like some of the conversations that I need to start having with people in my life of even though things are beautiful, Mm -hmm. anything that I don't like or any issues or any minor inconveniences, like I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna solve them because I can, because I feel like it, because I owe it to myself because I could die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if someone, like, and if I died and someone- What do you mean solve? Can you go more in detail? So you said any inconvenience, like, can you give me an example so I get, like, Um, conversations that I want to have more of. So, like, Graffiti Park was one that I thought of, right? Because I've been literally shelling out everything that I can out to these other people, but then I haven't been taking enough money in for myself, and I'm still I don't blame you for that. You're a rookie entrepreneur. You know, you're new in the game, like... I understand, but so like that was more of like the the skydiving effect, right? Where it's like now it's like, okay, no, I can change that. Like I always say it's like if you don't like the way that you feel about something, change your mind on it. If you can't change your mind on it or if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your mind on it. And like that's like you have to understand there are certain things in life you can't control. Yeah. And if you can't control it, there's no point worrying about it because it doesn't you can't you can't help it. Yeah. Right. Um, but like that cognitive ability, like the holy shit, I could die tomorrow. Like maybe it's because all of my favorite rappers are dead, or because you know, like like all of my you know close friends in life have been taken away. Back. Yeah, dude. And I don't know. Like I had a buddy Jeremy Huber in high school that passed away, and like I, I know, know Jeremy Huber, dude. Just like weird stuff. Like he was nineteen. What? He was he was like literally um, valedictorian at his school, full ride to John Hopkins for lacrosse, like incredible, Crazy. and then had like a small little throat. From Palo Verde? Uh-huh. And like literally had How a, a surgery you? and died overnight because of a blood clot. And How so, old were like, you? Uh, I was a year younger than he was. So I was 17, 18 at the time. When this happened? So yeah. Hey, May I ask you, yeah. sorry, sorry to and like that, How did you feel about that? Like, how did, that's a life change. I remember experience. I, like, had to, ha- like, sit down with my dad, and it was, like, because w- my dad, like, my mom is very Roman Catholic, is very, like, my dad's a little bit more on the realization side, and it was more of, like, a, like, dad, these things just kind of happen. And he was, like, yeah, they do. And, like, that's why, you know, you almost need to take every day of life as this beautiful yeah. blessing, dude, because it's, like, yeah, at any point, you could have some random blood clot. You could have... And so instead of looking that as like morbid, like some people look at it, I look at that as more of an opportunity to grab today by the balls, you know, and, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> and take advantage of today because, you know, like it's like life is, it's like a biblical verse. Like yeah. Life is a vapor. Yeah. Um, and that's so true because when you think about it, like look how long the world has, ex- has ha- existed and like we we're just a small smidget of it. And we're gone in a blink of an eye. So yeah. it's like, that's you know, what I'm saying. we're way too fragile to have this level of consciousness. And like, I'm not, I'm like, you know, I'm no... Barack Obama, I'm no, you know, uh, Abe Lincoln, whoever you want to get into, like these, but like eventually it's like, you know, that's the, you're not special kind of thing where it's like, no, dude, there is, but, but what makes you, wait, 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 what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Let me touch on that. Sorry, John. There's so many people that have come through and it's like, I could ask you, I'm like, Cena, who is the greatest human being to ever live? And you'll give me a list of five people. A very beautiful girl probably. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, and there's trillions of people that there's, it's not to say that any of those aren't good people or that they're not great. It's just, you know that essence of what a human being or what a great person is to you that's that's what you gotta sort out in your own life and then every day when you think about your death you have to want to be that person yeah but now i did want to say that you know you said you know we're not special but i think that we are special in our unique way because of the passion that we might have in whatever venture that is um and like we were talking about before fulfillment because I think that fulfillment factor derives from your passion. So what separates us from any other person is, you know, our brand or our character, our personality. And people will like certain people more than us. And that's okay. I think it's your mind. 
Yes, but that goes into your passion too. Like your mind has to cultivate that passion. Correct, correct. But I'm saying I can't replicate the way you think. Can't you can't. Replic- no, yeah. there's no way. Okay, otherwise, get caught. We, we, that, there's no way. Otherwise, it's too dumb, bro. John's too dumb. Otherwise, we wouldn't like. There would no point in us being co-hosts because we're the same person, you know. And maybe like we're the same person. I'd be like, oh, you you do this one week, and I'll come the next week. No, I I feel you. I think though, like. I think what I what I took away from this, I agree, is the importance of passion. And you can't bullshit life. Like, you can't just, I want to be a podcast host. Anybody can do that. But, like, to make it, you have to have the passion to keep going. Like, Graffiti Park mm-hmm. is a, I don't think if you put 1,000 people to start this project, only one person can do it. You know, like, that's you. You know what I mean? So, I would, I, if, for example, if, don't get, you know, this is a compliment, but you're, I see your, you know, bless you. <laughs> I don't get many compliments. Yeah, so I, no, no, I'm I take if, them. If, if someone... One of my other peers, anybody from the, we we remember in Greek life or high school, said exactly what you said to me. I probably wouldn't believe him. I, I probably wouldn't. But just your energy and passion towards it, and it's something John and I really need to take from this episode. Which I think this episode was a winning streak. It started our winning streak. Exactly, really, I think it's it's a fucking I like that. Streak, when you said that, I was thinking like you know things go up and down, but this episode is the start of a winning streak. You know, um, because I think how you go on a winning streak is you put passion in everything you do you know i'm gonna really put, wash these dishes after this like really make sure they're clean wash you know, dishes. i don't want to be passionate about washing them dishes i, I don't, don't want to but do it do it like professionally you know and, and so that's what i got about about this like have that go-getter mentality um so let me ask you this to finish the show off what are your plans for graffiti park in 2021 and say one bold prediction revolving your entrepreneurial journey in 2021 Graffiti Park will have its establishment in 2021. The um, downtown place? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to speak that into existence right now. I thought it'd be there by January. Not yet. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. So uh, Graffiti Park, I guess, is this next upcoming week. On Monday, we're starting Dreamer Lab Part 2 at the Bill and Lily Heinrich Center YMCA. Um, so we're doing that one. Uh, following out the year starting, uh, we may potentially have a space in downtown, more on Fremont Street, actually. Um, that one's kind of under wraps right now, but I'm working on a passion project, the second one, um, for augmented reality, which really um, transcends everything that we do, Graffiti Park, and brings it into a whole different light. Um, and so while I'm working on a bunch of that stuff, um, yeah, my bold prediction for 2021 is that I'm not... I'm not going to talk about the things that I'm like doing anymore. I'm more of like a shower. Just do you know? it. Yeah. All right, I and like it's that. gotten I'm to the I'm point. Take the same thing. Yeah. So at the end of 2021 or maybe midway through or whenever you guys will have me back, I'd love to come back and we'll do a part yeah. two and <laughs> I'll give you updates on it because I, you know, I am a firm believer in this. And while, you know, it's taken a lot to get here, I do believe is that like everything is, you know, learning points and there's yeah, a lot you of wouldn't things have gone to learn here had you quit earlier on the journey. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I think in your mind, it's like, it's worth it because you wouldn't be like, if you had quit, you know, a year or two years in have, you wouldn't be who you are. Cause when yeah. we, you would have the ideas you put out. Yeah. Today. But even right, introspectiveness, so. like I want to thank you guys because literally sitting down here and like having these conversations, like it's so cool to like to look, look back, back on yeah. it now and like, holy shit, that's the way it came out. And like, you I guys don't need to know that none of these thoughts or things were formulated when we came up with this brilliant idea four years ago you know yeah. like uh, and i think that's a beautiful thing with podcasting too because we can actually we have these opportunities to sit down with you and be like what it, who you are and you know from any like our viewers that watch an hour-long episode of our podcast they can get the whole story them. like they can get who you are as a person through that hour which is great because that provides so much perspective to the vegas community as well as whoever watches podcasts and i also feel like the number one thing that people should get from this episode is i feel like uh, daniel you kind of can agree with me a lot of our peers they're great people, but like they have a problem admi- uh, 
declaring their passions and chasing it. And I think the importance of like, <clears throat> it seems like no matter, granted, any other uh, uh, crazy circumstances, it seems like you're always happy and fulfilled. That's, uh, we feel the same way. It's like, no matter if life gets down or not, it's because we're chasing our passion. And my bold prediction is next time you come on here, we're going to be, you're going to see our passion about this show more so than like as opposed to this time even though i, think I mean i don't think i don't think we're like not no, passionate no, about no, it no, I mean, no, no. We, we show up week by week no but i want to rep, i want you to feel the same energy i felt from you from us about this show you know what i mean i don't yeah. want there to be any murky water any no nah, we that's our flagpole you know what i mean like that's no we know what we're doing you know what i mean so other than that do you have anything else you want to say daniel you guys are killing it don't ever fucking for nobody so? Stop this! So? Yeah, but I'm telling you, like you guys have your your purpose. Do you, your do you purpose. connect with us? Like, do you feel like we have great vibes coming in? Is like you for just first? Keep it about too, bro. We always yeah, ask our guests this. Be I do. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not gonna lie, dude. You could you could put up some like cool little signs in the back yeah, or something. Could. Maybe get like those neon vibes. Like I don't know, like the up red here. or like the Joe Rogan. <clears throat> yeah, Joe or Rogan. maybe well, like, you know, even walking up in there. Graffiti Park. Collaborate with Graffiti Park. Yeah, we could. We. I'll definitely pay. I'll throw money too. Like I'll pay money for that. You're going to build our website. It'll be great. I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> that is a deal. Yeah, that is a deal, guys. Right. No, but um, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Daniel, that was a fun episode, I got to say. Yeah. yeah. Now let's go do some homework. Yeah. 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 All right, everybody. Be safe. Talk too much podcast. Follow us on all socials, YouTube, T2M Marketing, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Be safe. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Find Happy your year. purpose. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. So then,